My name is Bonnie Ruth, and I'm here today with one of my very good friends, Crystal Sadler. And I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Crystal, because we um, have been friends. We just counted up the time, and it was 20 years. 20 years. Oh my gosh. That makes me feel old. Um, but Crystal and I met when she was 16. And um, so we've known each other for a long time, and we've been through a lot of seasons together. And so Crystal's here today. She's going to share her infertility story with us and just what God's done in that. And so Crystal, will you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Um, yes. And add the math, 16 plus 20. Now you know how old I am. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I a little bit about me, I guess. Um, I was born and raised in a Christian home, um, came from a... A decent family um, had a uh, mom who was extremely legalistic and had mm. me as a teen mom. Yeah. Um, and so actually, she was a, a single mom for a long yeah. majority of my life. Yeah. And um, that played a huge role um, mm. in my desire to have kids. Yeah. Um, it it really shaped um, and put actually a fear, mm. a legalistic fear in yeah. me of don't have sex until you're married. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to get pregnant. Yeah. Um, you don't want to disappoint God. Mm. Um, you want to save yourself because that's the right thing that good peer girls do. Yeah. And so, um, it really, it curved my idea of what sex in marriage, even in a good Christian marriage yeah. should look like. Yeah. Um, as well as, you know, the desire there was no desire to really have kids. Yeah. Um, I knew that one day when I got married, um, that if my husband wanted kids, um, it was, it'd be something that we'd have to talk about and we have yeah. to navigate. So, yeah. um, yeah, my husband and I met in my senior year of college. Yes. Um, we, and tell us his name, uh, Jason. Yes. We're uh, both married to Jason. Yes. And they're awesome. Jason's. <laughs> they are. Um, <laughs> Kind of crazy. Um, he and I met uh, my senior year. I was a year school-wise older than him. Okay. Age-wise, were the same. Okay. Um, and so he uh, graduated a year after I did. Okay. Um, and we met. Um, knew almost immediately that we would be married. Yeah. Um, which I'd never been in a relationship like that. I mean, yeah. it was very mature. We both knew what we wanted. We both were actually, f- for the first time ever, seeking the Lord yeah. for a spouse. Yeah. Um, and so it was a really beautiful thing. Um, at the time, like, we would talk and dream like any people that are dating yeah. about our future and, you know, having kids or a dog or all the things yeah. where we'd want to live and travel and... Um, I just kind of sloughed it off and, and would say, like, yeah, I want kids, but, like, five-year plan, yeah. minimal. Um, yeah. I want to enjoy you. I want to travel. I want to do things. And so um, so we got married um, a year after he had graduated. Okay. Um, so in 2008. Yeah. Um, it's been 12, 12 years that we've been married at this point. Yeah. And um, awesome. it's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and the five years came and went and it was kind of like, let's do another five years. Yeah. And so we would joke because of course all of our friends got married right out of college, had babies. It kind of actually frustrated me because I 
saw my mom being such a hardworking woman. Yeah. Um, as a single mom specifically. Yeah, she did work hard. She always has. And she's really instilled that in us. And yeah. so um, I, it bothered me that all these girl girlfriends that I yeah. had were like, oh, I'm Christian and I'm going to marry my man and yeah. I'm just going to like have babies and stay home. Like, yeah. It really bugged me um, yeah. because I was like, why did you go to college? Why did yeah. you get a degree Yeah, just to get married or like yeah. find your husband and right. stay home? Right. Um, you could have done that for way cheaper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so true. So yeah. So I, I really had this like chip on my shoulder of like okay. motherhood, yeah. first of all. Mm. Um, like I didn't want to be that. Like yeah. I really wanted to... And it sounds silly, but I wanted to like portray this like I'm successful, I'm strong, mm. I'm independent, I don't need to have a baby. Yeah. To um to be a woman. Yeah. Um, to be a wife. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that's not my purpose in life. Yeah. Um and it was I very much like kind of was on this soapbox for yeah. a long like time. Like wore a badge of it. A uh, very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um and, and Jason's so gentle and patient yes. with me he is um that he and he he wants many kids okay um, still to this day and yeah. so he really graciously let me navigate yeah what that looked like and, yeah. and even me just figuring out um who god created me to be yeah um yeah. and so yeah we I think I think one thing I'd jump into that of your story is like it was like he was super patient to let you actually find yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because you thought you knew who you were and what you wanted of, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want this, I don't want that, right? Mm-hmm. But what's so cool is God and Jason knew that you needed a journey to actually find out who you were. Absolutely. And what you did want and why you wanted it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful thing about your story and like knowing you as long as I have and even though I didn't get to meet Jason right away because we lived in different states when you guys were dating. Mm-hmm. Um, we met right before you guys got married. I think it was actually even like maybe just a few months before you guys got married. And But from the moment one, I could tell he was just so patient. And you are a very driven, very, very successful person in all the things that you have put your hands to. But I love that God partnered you with someone who was going to be patient and kind, but also like empowering. Mm -hmm. You know, Jason empowers you to not only take your journey, but he empowers you to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And I love that about y'all's story. And I think, um, you know, I couldn't have picked a better person for you. And you know, I've prayed, I prayed Jason in for years. (laughs) So um, to just see how that is the start of your relationship. And then as you share today, I'm excited for people to see how you guys have ebbed and flowed in that because you also bring something to him as well. You know, you bring a strength, you bring a determination, you bring a drive, and you also bring vision in different aspects than he does. So you both are just so complimentary of each other, and I love that about y'all. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Tell us more about you. What do you do for a living? So... I am currently number one, a stay-at-home mom, awesome. which I swore I would never do, and <laughs> I'm learning. You never say never. You never say never. Um, I love being a stay-at-home mom, um, and I say that with a little yeah to my voice or tone to my voice because yeah. um, my daughter's a year and a half now, okay. and um, it's been a challenge. Yeah, um, it's quite frankly wrecked me yeah um in just like where is my identity yeah um it's 
forced me to where all of us believers, Christians, should look for identity, and that's in Christ and yeah. not in what we do. Yeah. Or what our responsibility is, or yeah. what the title of our job is. Like yeah. these are all the things that we um, we put on. Yeah. And I so even though I've loved the Lord, I've put on titles, yeah. and I've let mm, what the good. world sees me as. Yeah. Um, even if it's confident, you yeah. know, bold woman, you yeah. know, that's driven, like. I very much valued that people saw me like that. Yeah. Um, and so um, to be, quote unquote, a stay-at-home mom mm. was just like defeating to me, yeah. deflating. Well, uh, yeah, because if you go back to what you shared earlier about that's the very that's the very thing that you've run from. Absolutely. And so here you are faced with it and you're navigating like you still are the person that you are but you've come face to face with something that you didn't think you would do or wanted. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, um, and just seeing my mom work and granted being a stay at home mom is such a privilege, um, to not have to work. Yeah. Um, to ha- to live off of one, you know, one income is, um, yeah, it's a blessing. It's a yeah. huge blessing. So I'm, I don't take that for granted by any means. Um, and I don't want to sound like a snob by saying like a stay at home mom. Right. But, um, it literally was like the fear of me, Mm. um, having a child. Yeah. Um, my husband came from a family that his mom stayed home from day one when he was born and never worked even after both him and his brother were off to college. Um, or even in high school, you know? And so, and I saw that she had no hobbies and no friends yeah. and her identity was so wrapped up in being the boys' mom. Yeah. So when I came into the picture and my husband, what Jason said, you know, I, I'd love for you to be a stay-at-home mom someday. Mm. I cringed at that. Yeah. And I mean, I was very vocal about it. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I don't yeah. want to give up my yeah. career or my yeah. identity. And yeah. Um, it's funny because God never allowed me to really have a career. Um, mm. so that's that, interesting. That's true. It, very much. I, yeah. I went to college and yeah. here I was the hater on all the people mm-hmm. that, you know, stayed home or got mm. pregnant immediately and stayed yeah. home. Um, I never got to actually do what I went to college for, mm. um, until just recently, uh, when we had made our move to California for my yeah. husband's job. Yeah. Um, I had three short years of being able to do graphic design work, which yeah. is what my degree was in. Yeah. Um, but all the years that we lived in Michigan yeah. and were married and then even here, um, yeah. I did cakes. Yeah. And so, and I, I was just so resentful, um, mm. thinking like, God, why would you let me do such a a low job, which sounds so prideful. Yeah. It was prideful. Yeah. Um, but like, why would you bring me into this journey? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I have a college degree. I'm so much better than this. Mm. And yet I'm working in food service. Yeah. And so rewind 10 plus years yeah. and we're here now in yeah. Dallas. Yeah. And I just had a really eye opening experience when mm. we first moved here that yeah. God's actually been with me all along and yeah. he's been navigating my path. The people yeah. that have come on my path, yeah. um, my life experiences. And it's really when Jason told me, like, I want you to do something you love yeah. 
figure what figure out what that is yeah um and go after it yeah. and so i really actually miss doing cakes which yeah. sounds so ridiculous <laughs> the three years we were in california and i was doing graphic design work yeah so he said start your own business yeah like go after it That's like awesome. do the research figure out what you need to do figure yeah. out what's legal yeah um so i work from home um That's awesome it's very part-time because yeah. like I said, I'm very full in yeah. uh, being a mom to a toddler. Yeah. And um, I own XO Cakery. Um, awesome. so and she makes the best cakes ever. <laughs> Thank you. And lots of other things, but Jason and I, my Jason and I love her cakes and we are Thank her you. biggest fans. <laughs> You're great and supporters. XO Cakery is the best. <laughs> Thank you. Dallas-Fort Worth area. <laughs> So, yeah, I do mostly weddings, which allows me to do weekends. Yeah. And and then I take care of, you know, emails and all that kind of, you know, logistical stuff throughout the week. Yeah. Um, Whether it's in the evening or when Logan's napping or if I can, you know, sneak in a quick email on my phone. Um, You've made it work. You've you've made what you love work for also what you love. Yes, absolutely. You know, if you think about it in that context, like... You love Logan. You love being able to be her mom. Mm-hmm. And God's really shaped you. What I hear you saying is he's taken you on an identity journey this whole time. And you're just kind of like at at a peak place of that where he's like showing you even more. And yet there's nothing like discovering yourself than being a mom or leading someone else in life. Mm-hmm. And so I think what's cool is, you know, your husband, again, graciously saying like, hey, be who you are, figure out what that is and do it with mm-hmm. all that you have. And you, I've seen you do that. You've, you created this business. It was taking off. You have Logan and you're now getting to do what you love for what you love. Mm-hmm. And, and neither are going anywhere and both are going to continue to grow and develop, right? Mm-hmm. Logan's going to continue to grow and develop and you're leading her and shaping her but then also your business is going to continue to grow and develop and you shape it. Fingers crossed. Crystal's <laughs> got her fingers crossed. Um, and so I just think that's so beautiful, you know? Um, okay, so tell us, we're going to like go backwards a little bit again. Okay. Tell us a little bit about um, the conversations. We're going to start here. The conversations that you and Jason have had prior to you starting your infertility treatment. Um, what are the, what did the conversations look like? You don't want kids. He wants kids. Like, I think that's a very real thing that to be frank, like a lot of couples are very ashamed to talk about whether it's reverse, maybe, um, she wants kids and he doesn't, or he wants kids and she doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Like there's not a role in this. Like it can be either way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like kind of a hush hush topic. Of like, you don't want people to know, one, that you aren't on the same page. Two, that there's this like, I think uh, maybe, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a cloud over like this, if you don't want kids, you know, especially as a woman. If you don't want kids as a woman, there's like this something huge wrong with you. Some, something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's such a myth and I think it's such an old way of thinking Um, However, it's very real. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very real. And so I want to hear a little bit from you um, 
And I know Jason's giving you permission to be here and share all the things. So let's fingers crossed that Jason's good with me asking this. (laughs) Um, But really, like, just give me kind of one example even of navigating a very real conversation that you probably don't want everybody to know, but now you're going to share it on this podcast. (laughs) So this is kind of embarrassing, but at the same time, it's real life. Um, So I remember when we first were married and you know the grandparents the mother-in-law that you know everybody's like oh now that you're married when are you when gonna are have you babies kids? and I'm like I literally would just tell my mother-in-law which I know would break her heart and it yeah. it kind of actually made me like joyful inside which yeah. is terrible to say yeah um but I would tell her we're not having kids so yeah. stop asking yeah um because she would just it would to the point of annoyance yeah. and yeah. she her face would drop, you know, she yeah. would, and she just couldn't believe like that her son would marry somebody that yeah. wouldn't have children yeah. um, or didn't want children yeah. um, because she just grew up in this era of like, right. you have babies, yeah. like you get married and you have babies and that's yeah. what you do. And Well, and too, I think like our, you know, Jason's mom and my mom are similar in the sense of like, that's their passion. You mm-hmm. know, my mom loves being a mom. She loves being a yaya to my nephews. Like, There's nothing greater in her life, you know? And so I think that some women genuinely are fully called to that Mm -hmm. and fully capable of doing it in a way that, like, probably you and I would never be able to do because we think differently, we function differently, and neither is right or wrong. Sure. But I love how you're being honest about the fact that there was that judgment of people who have that passion and who have that strength. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear you saying like your mother-in-law was one of those people. How can you relate when you don't actually see eye to eye on a very big topic? Yeah. You know, that's a hard thing to come out of the the gate with, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So tell us more about that. So, um... So there was a moment, um, I want to say that I had, I had gotten strep throat mm. and of course the doctor put me on a pack, and mm-hmm. they tell you like, okay, you know that this is going to wipe out your birth control and like right. yada, yada, yada. Do you have any yeah. questions? Yeah. And I'm like, no questions. Like how long does it wipe out your birth control? Right. What it, like, tell I want to be extra answer. precautious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so like, I was this. I would say naive mm. because now that I've gone through everything I I know um, from that you learned when you're in fifth grade yeah. or sixth grade sex ed, <laughs> um, but you don't remember, of course, yeah. um, you are reminded of that when you go through um, yeah. infertility. Yeah. Um, you, you know your body, you know yeah. the signs and everything, but yeah. to bring back to the question, um, I would tell Jason like, sorry, no sex for a month. Mm. And he'd be like, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. And I'm like, well, definitely no sex between like, you know, yeah. this whole week that I'm on this antibiotic. Yeah. And then l- just, just to be safe, like, let's yeah, just like. Yeah, we gotta like, buffer it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Condoms, pulling out, yeah, whatever. Right. Like, whatever Whatever takes. we gotta do. But it is like, I'm not getting pregnant. Like, and yeah. I literally, I would be like wow. almost in arguing battles with him. Like, I'm yeah. not getting pregnant. Yeah. Because. We were stupid mm. and I'm on an antibiotic that knocks my birth control out. Yeah. And so like we would go back and forth and like hash wow. this out. Yeah. And like it's so funny because as you find out like through the process and if you paid attention when you were in fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Um, you have a three-day window that yeah. you actually can get pregnant. Which yeah. 
still blows my mind right. that the teenager who has never had sex exactly. before gets pregnant the one right. and only time that like yeah. it just happened to be those three days right. so how is that so um, real it just it blows my mind yeah. but i yeah i mean we'd have these conversations yeah, and like it would be silly stuff like that where mm. i'm like nope you know like yeah. it yeah. i could get pregnant and i don't want to get pregnant yeah. and he's like okay yeah and he would just i think more so respect me because mm. we had talked about um a lot about my upbringing yeah and seeing you know my yeah. my mom be a single mom and not yeah. that I thought we would ever get divorced because right. we didn't right. talk about that it wasn't even an option yeah. no but just like I'm fearful to have kids yeah um yeah. I'm fearful of like I don't want once again to bringing it back to like I don't want to quit my job mm. I don't want to like yeah. I don't want to lose my identity and being yeah. a mom yeah. and that's not what I want. And yeah. so he would patiently and graciously mm. just mm. let it go. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I didn't get sick very often, yeah. so it wasn't like, yeah. you know, it was frequent, but yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we would have these conversations yeah. of like, you know, I, w- I want to have a big family. I'm like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. And like, I would be okay with having one maybe. Yeah. And, like, let's, when that five-year kind of came and went, we were like, well, we're on the five-year extended plan. Yeah. And he would joke. Yeah. And to be honest, I've never really had full-on conversations Mm. since, you know, that of saying, like, how did you feel? Yeah. Like, I know that he longed to be a dad. Yeah. And... I didn't want to be a mom the way he wanted to be a dad. Yeah. And so it, there were a lot of, um, hurtful things that I probably said. Yeah. Because I didn't understand what he was wanting or longing for. Yeah. Um, well, and when you're in a search for your own identity, you often are so self-focused that we don't realize how we are projecting onto someone else or how we are often shutting that person down. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's anything we're dealing with in our life, you know. And with Baron not broken here, like our topics are so wide range. Yes, it comes from a place of mine and Jason's like infertility story. But what I love about this whole thing is everybody has barren places in our lives. And we can choose to live broken in them or we can choose to learn and grow and become a person who lives a flourishing life, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And these are really real moments where like, even though like you guys were having conversations, the barrenness wasn't about getting pregnant at that point. That wasn't your barren issue. Your barren issue was there was an identity issue, Mm -hmm. you know? And that that was causing brokenness in you. It was causing brokenness in him. It was causing brokenness in you together. And I think even though that one area, it doesn't mean your whole life or your marriage was broken, right? That's not, that's not what I'm trying to say. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But I think what's real about that is it's interesting how your barrenness actually started prior to anything to do with infertility. Mm -hmm. And, What's been cool to watch is God take you from that barren place and that broken place and like begin to shape and develop you as Crystal, as Jason, as a couple. And so tell me a little bit, because what's interesting about that, 
story that you just shared is I think that's so real in whether you are trying to get pregnant or whether you're trying to not get pregnant. Either way, like, let's just be honest. Our sex life is fully involved in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Fully involved. Our intimacy, our lack of intimacy, all the, the awkwardness of it, the timing of it, like, it comes into play in a massive massive way and so what I think is so cool about what you just shared is um really your intimacy was being put on the table in a sense of like yeah this is not happening right Mm -hmm. and so for obviously for a man that's like what the heck you know Mm -hmm. and I think um I don't know man just to I just had that thought like whether you are trying to get pregnant or you not trying to get pregnant there is such a risk of like our intimate life being fully affected and tainted mm-hmm. and then re- having to recover from that. Yeah. And so I guarantee you there were moments that you had to recover, whether you were going through your infertility treatments or you were trying to not get pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, think about how stressful that would be mentally and emotionally for you to have to connect with your husband when you're, you're thinking, I do not want to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there's something you're holding back, you know? 100%. Yeah. So the first six years that we were married, yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, between, you know, his job and my job, I mean, our hours were completely opposite. Yeah. Um, Which that's life too, you know? Sure. That I plays mean, into affecting everything as well. There's just, there were so many um, aspects, but... Back to the, like, growing up and being, like, shamed. Mm. Uh, Like, sex being, like, Mm. not something that's beautiful between a husband and a wife. Like, um, not something that God created for pleasure and to be, like, fun and good. And, like, you talk it out and, like, what's good and what's not good for me Yeah, what's working, what's not working. Yeah. Um, It was more just, like, let's get this done. Yeah. Because I have to fulfill my job as a wife. Mm. And that's to, like make sure that you have the physical aspect of this marriage. And so even that in itself was this, I mean, literally the first six years of our marriage when we lived in Michigan was just like very rare because Mm -hmm. of our schedules being all over the place. Um, Me having a fear of getting pregnant, like no matter being on birth control or not. Yeah. Um, and then just the, like, I don't enjoy this. Yeah. And we didn't, we weren't mature enough, I don't think, in our mm, relationship yeah. to, like, actually talk it out. Yeah. Like, this isn't, this isn't good for me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just be one, and, like, done and yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. there needs to be more to it. Like, yeah. I need to get something out of it yeah. as well. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, pre or after, yeah. or like, whatever, yeah. like... It's not just about you. Yeah. And so... And it's not just about you locking down so that you don't have something happen that you don't want to happen. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you're both... Yeah. 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 So like it, those years, mm. I literally... Like it's hard for me to really remember. Mm. Even Jason. Like we've yeah. talked about it now yeah. and we're like, I don't remember much yeah. about us, our first home and living yeah. in Michigan. Yeah. And I'm like probably a better thing that we just like kind of block it out <laughs> um, which is terrible yeah. but yeah. we moved to California um in 2014 okay and it was the best thing for our marriage yeah ever that's um, awesome not only did we 
enjoy the weather and the sunshine. Oh, like yeah. that was the biggest yeah. like factor for yeah. me. Um, I'm just a mean person when I'm cold. <laughs> and and I, Michigan is always cold. It is. And so I just, I was miserable. I felt like, who am I? I'm yeah. working in a bakery. Like yeah. I am so unhappy. Like yeah. I had a lot of health issues, um, stomach issue wise. So I was yeah. seeing tons of doctors like yeah. and that came out of nowhere I've never had that before yeah um I mean you knew me back in yeah. high school and I was yeah. unhealthy skinny yeah um and I had gained tons of weight because mm-hmm. of my stomach issues yeah. and just not you know being able to figure all that out yeah. while we lived in Michigan yeah um and so I just I wasn't happy with myself my yeah. life I was just like I've been married for six years yeah. and I don't even know who I am yeah. like where what are, what is going on so yeah. When we moved to California, it was the first time that um, we had to figure things out together on our own. Mm, that's good. So my husband's family was 30 minutes from us where yeah. we lived in uh, the suburbs of Detroit. Yeah. And for those six years, I mean, he knew everywhere we were going because yeah. he grew up Rocking, there. Yeah. And so he knew how to get places. He knew good good and, you know, bad restaurants. Yeah. Um, I spent just jumped in and started going to the church that he attended, which yeah. was a decent church. Yeah. Um, but it was just, uh, it was just, you had to create your own new journey in life. Yes. And, yeah, yes. Awesome. And so for us, when we yeah. moved to California, it was like a, it was almost like our honeymoon stage. Yeah, it was a awesome. new beginning for that's us cool. figuring out what we love together. Yeah. Um, just, we actually started working out together. Yeah. Like it was just kind of like this whole new trajectory. That's awesome. Um, I had a job that I thought, you know, at, the grass is always greener on the yeah, side. And I thought, like, this is it. I'm finally, like, in yeah. the job that I want, that I yeah. went to college for. Yeah. Um, of course, there were many a things that yeah. were wrong with that job, too. <laughs> but, I mean, I stuck it out and, you yeah. know, made the best of it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, like, for the first time in my life, I actually felt like, wow, I'm happily married. Yeah. And my husband and I have nine to five jobs, literally. Yeah. Um, our commutes are the same. So yeah. we would leave and come home. That's awesome. Same time. Yeah. Like everything was just like on point, yeah. I guess, in yeah. our lives. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time that we actually started talking about me not being on birth control. Mm. It was the first time that he was like, I feel like I've done some research. Mm-hmm. He's such a researcher. Yeah, but yeah he he's is. like, I feel like a lot of your stomach issues have stemmed from birth control. Mm. Um, because I'd never been on it before, pre-being yeah. married. Yeah. Um, and all of my stomach IBS yeah. weird issues all started yeah. the year that we got married. Yeah. Um, and so he he convinced me yeah. to not be on birth control anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And then, which makes a lot of sense. That stuff. I mean, I have my own story with birth control, and and it, I yeah. Now to this day, I would yeah. never go on it, and I would yeah. tell every girl like, you can know your body well enough yes. that you do not need to go on you it. You don't and have to put it in you. A yeah. disaster. That's right. Yeah, yeah, um, that's good. So I'm totally against birth control. Yeah. It's not my um, soapbox <laughs> here today, but um, I'm so with you. But he, we won't discuss that any further. <laughs> he convinced me, which like you know me, yeah. I'm very like strong willed yeah. in what I want and do yeah. and. I mean, obviously, everything I had or I've already shared, it was not going to not be on birth control. Yeah. Um. But I, I mean, I was kind of at my wits' end and just like very vulnerable when it came to my health and yeah. realizing like 
hmm. this man that God's given me yeah. actually really does care about exactly. me. Like he's not going to leave like my dad did. Yeah. He's not um, going to walk out, you know, yeah. like he's in it. Yeah. And yeah. he really does love me. Yeah. Um, and so it was very unconditionally like he's lived that well. Very much. Story. Very yeah. much. And, yeah. um, and I just, I, I just realized like I, I could have a child. Yeah. I could see us having a child. Um, And so it was, for me, the first time that I thought, well, let's try this. Okay. And so we were not on birth control. We were just willy-nilly, like, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. For a year. Yeah. Um, And nothing happened. Yeah. And, And it was in that those times that we were in California that I realized, like, Every time Father's Day would come around, like, mm. I felt like I'm not making you a dad. Oh, yeah. Because he would volunteer at the church that we yeah. helped plant. Like, he would do things for Father's Day. Yeah. Um, people thought he was a dad because yeah. he's, he's just so good at mentoring and we've mm. always done youth. and Yeah. So, he's... Yeah. Naturally a a good yeah. dad, um, yeah. figure, role model, whatever. And right. so um I just I could see that it was hurting him yeah. and that and it wasn't that I was like, Okay, fine, I'm gonna let my guard down. Right. And I'm just gonna like right. let you, you have your way. Your heart was turning. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially yeah. that I had seen that this man really does love yeah. me. Like yeah. he really truly cares yeah. for me. Yeah. Um he wants to build me up, he wants to yeah. see me grow and that's good. excuse me and so it just it started changing my heart um and in that we were like well why aren't we getting pregnant yeah (laughs) like we I think I know how to get pregnant like (laughs) but are we not doing something right and so we started seeing um a referred uh OBGYN a friend had um that had walked through infertility had recommended yeah um was not a fertility doctor but did some fertility treatment in his office which knowing now what I know I would have done my research I would have really truly figured out like a real fertility doctor and also like the best yeah um because we basically danced around and Mm. did fertility fertility treatments yeah quote that yeah um for almost the three years that we were there okay wow and with no success yeah and a lot of heartache a lot of disappointment very much so and a lot of money yeah a lot of money how do you feel like so you've come to this place where you're both on the same page and in many aspects of life Mm -hmm. right um, you're heading in the same direction. Your passion's growing together. Your hobbies are growing together. Like life's full. Mm-hmm. You're together. You're focused. You're you're having a relationship that you've never had, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have this heartache and this disappointment, like for three years. That's mm-hmm. a long time, right? Yeah. Um, and so, at what point did you guys or share maybe just a moment where you guys kind of had that discussion of like, this is really disappointing and not what we thought. Yeah. So I jokingly said it and I know that like Jason corrected me and I was like, I know, I know. But I was like, maybe God's punishing me. Mm. Wow. And, which is such like a mindset of growing up of like yeah. this legalistic, right. like God's up in the, that same like thing. he's up in the clouds with a lightning bolt, like yeah. waiting, waiting for to you just to mess like, up. Yes. Yeah. And like, I grew up that way. And like, yeah. I knew yeah. from college and my, just my own journey, yeah. like 
I had a personal relationship with the Lord. I right. knew that God was a loving father, that yeah. he was not what I was raised to know. Yeah. Bless my mom. I yeah. love you. But she de- she just yeah. was doing what she knew. Exactly. Exactly. Um, which is a terrible way to raise your children. Yeah. Um, no, I'm my well, mom and did she a good job. she had to live that way. She did. Right. So, so like you're all living in this space <clears throat> that's like judgmental and stressful and all the things. Absolutely. So, so but I think that's a huge revelation. Like come back to what you're saying. Yeah. But I just want to jump in of like saying, you know, I personally feel that going through an infertility journey, there's so many times where you feel like you're not enough. You feel like you're failing. You feel insecure. You feel like, do I even have femininity, even a drop of it inside of me? Because I feel like the word doesn't even apply to me in any aspect, right? Mm -hmm. So there's so many things that are already telling you that you're failing and you suck. Mm -hmm. And I think to then have on top of it, this mindset that God's punishing you, Mm -hmm. like, that's that's a heavy thing to carry. And that's real because I think... When we go through hard things in life, I think like the fallen nature is to be like, why is God doing this to me? Oh, absolutely. And that breaks my heart. And I've been there. Like mm-hmm. I've laid on my bathroom floor after a whole lot, a whole lot of that we won't like display on this podcast, but moments of just feeling disgusting, feeling a failure, feeling so disappointed, feeling lost. And I'm like, God, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? Why are you letting this happen? Right? Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart that that's the first place that we go when the reality is like he's so graciously there, like in that moment, Absolutely. literally feeling with us what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And what's so cool about God is that he can literally sit there with us. And I say sit there with us, but genuinely just be present and and not physically, I don't want to sound weird, but you know, you're tracking with me, Crystal. Hopefully everybody else yeah. is too. Like just that that moment of knowing that he's there with us and he can take it. Mm-hmm. Like he can take the fact that we can be like, I'm so freaking mad at you. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're a jerk, God. I'm I don't understand you. Why, why, why? Mm-hmm. And that's a real thing that happens when you're walking through barren places in life mm-hmm. is you, your instinct is to be like, why God? Mm-hmm. And I think the that's such a burden that I feel like is unnecessary for us to carry because that isn't his heart for us. Right. That's not who he is or our what our relationship actually displays in most other areas of our life. Mm-hmm. And so for you to come to that place um, that's a lot to carry mm-hmm. and to have even that thought about yourself, you know, that's, that's, um, a, a moment of, even though you said, you said it kind of jokingly, like what's in the heart comes out the mouth in some way, even if it's joking and for you to have those feelings and to carry that, like, I'm so sorry that you had to feel that way because genuinely, um, I get that feeling mm-hmm. like I've been there mm-hmm. to think and for different reasons, you know, I, I didn't necessarily grow up in a legalistic home, but the church world in itself can sometimes make you feel like you're not enough. And when you feel like you're not enough and you don't feel like you're pleasing, then you're failing. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then God must not be impressed with you. 
he must not want to give you what you want, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you said that, like, what was Jason's reply? Well, I know Jason, so I can totally hear. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but I can just, like, imagine. <laughs> um, he was like, you. first of all, you're being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, God is not a God that's punishing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he really just spoke truth. Yeah. to me and like revealed the lie immediately. Yeah. Um, which is so my husband. Yeah, um, for sure. And of course I'm like, yeah, I know you're right. You and you are right. Yeah. And um so I mean I got I got over that. I mean, don't get me wrong, like that came full circle mm. later on in yeah. our IVF journey. Yeah. Okay. Um but the the initial three years with this fertility doctor Mm. or part-time fertility doctor um we only did IUI which is a very um humbling experience Mm. okay um it's a lot of uh, medication that you're Mm. on nothing even close to IVF but you are basically preparing the body to release more than one follicle one egg um okay at a time and so the medication that you're on is kind of almost like pumping up um Mm -hmm. or like steroiding your ovaries to release many multiples um and then in the process you go in about uh every day if not every other day when it gets closer to them releasing um and they basically um do an vaginal inner ultrasound Mm, um every time yeah and um they measure these these Mm. uh follicles if they're ready to pop is what they call them okay um at that point then your husband's called in Mm. um you don't even uh, have to be there at that time but you have to be there within five hours okay um obviously yeah his specimens taken yeah um and then they inject you with it so it's basically like a very a raw sterile form of sex yeah um just to get you pregnant yeah and then um of course they without the fun stuff Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very awkward, actually, um, because yeah. they tilt you back on a table yeah. for about 20 minutes yeah. wanting everything to, like, yeah. gravity. Yeah. Um, and it's just... Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can remember taking videos, laying there with my phone, and, like, this is my view. Ceiling tiles. Yeah. Like, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, Lord, like, if this is your timing, yeah. like, let this work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And time after time, it didn't work, it didn't work, it didn't work. And so mm. it's just... Um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was to the point where at the beginning I was like a little relieved Yeah, because I was like, okay, like we're not having a baby. Like yeah. we're not supposed to have a baby. Yeah. Um, and I it, like, yeah, breath of fresh air. Like there were times where I'm like, okay, it's, it was an agony pregnancy test. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I would only admit that now because I've admitted it to my right. husband, yeah. but, yeah. um, but a real part of your journey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, when we when we moved to California uh, from California to Texas, mm-hmm. um, I I actually was at a point where I was like, I'm not getting any younger. And mm-hmm. if we're gonna have a baby, like yeah. I can't skip a beat. Yeah. Like before I establish anything, I need yeah. to establish a fertility doctor. Yeah. Here, especially um, after everything you've already been through for that that three years prior to moving here. Yeah, and I didn't want to waste any yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and so. I had kind of heard that if IUI doesn't work, mm. that IVF is your only solution okay. um, or it's your next solution. Yeah. And in my mind, because I didn't have enough education on it, I 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to cost us like yeah. a car. Yeah. Like it's going to be, yeah. you know, 50 grand or yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. like expensive, nice luxury car. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'd heard like people go bankrupt, people, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did one, we, we, we found an amazing fertility doctor, awesome. um, that we had done research on that yeah. was very well known in yeah. Dallas. Um, for success rate. Yeah. I mean, there were so many things that we actually like looked into yeah. and what was so disheartening is our very first meeting with him. He said, I have all your charts from your last doctor. Mm. Was he an old, like old school doctor or mm. was he an older, you know, doctor? Yeah. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, he was probably like ready to retire, yeah. but he was, you know, he was an OBGYN, yeah. did some stuff on the side. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's so frustrating to me. Because he's like, his his notes, what he did, like his yeah, everything his that process. He, he's like, it's so archaic. Wow. And so my heart then was just like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, for three. I've been through like, all of uh, this. Like, yeah. And not to mention, like, our insurance mm. actually covered infertility. Wow. Like a huge chunk of fertility. And wow. so we were paying every of those appointments wow. out of pocket. Yeah. Which was so discouraging. Yeah. Um so frustrating and he's you know he was just um a great he was a great gentleman amazing bedside manners he said you know what I don't want you to worry about what happened yeah I want you to know that you're in great hands we're gonna educate you on everything and we're gonna move forward educate you um and so I really had full confidence in not only that our insurance covered a huge portion like they brought that to my attention yeah um at the fertility clinic but that like what the next steps would look like and he even said like I'd love to try one more round of IUI with you, mm-hmm. but on a different medication because different method, unfortunately yeah. the medication that he was putting you on, if it doesn't work after the second time, it probably won't work in that, that wow. person. Okay. So he's like, I'd love to try this yeah. and see if we can get yeah. this before yeah. we go in full force. Yeah. And so, um, how did that make you feel? Did you apprehensively approach that or after having like, you have this new education, you have this new perspective. Did you go into it hopeful or were you just like, this is trauma for me? I, I actually went into it very hopeful. Oh, good. I love that. I I went into it as like, okay, um, we're doing everything we know to do. Yeah. Um, we're, we're getting help. Yeah. Um, like, Lord, like we are in good hands. I know yeah. that you, like you've put this doctor in our yeah. path. Yeah. Um, we're ready to be parents. Yeah. Like, uh, just there's so many aspects. I mean, Jason's in finance, yeah, and so our whole <laughs> life is a budget and yeah, everything's yeah. numbers. And our like, Jasons are the same in that they love budgets. So <laughs> we won't talk about that on this podcast. <laughs> no, thank you. We don't want to bore you. No, we don't. Um, bore you. So I, I, I was really, um, just with the whole fertility and things being covered and yeah. all that, like. I just felt like we both were like, oh my gosh, it's such a relief yeah. too that it's not, you know, fifty thousand yeah. dollars and it's yeah. not coming out of our pocket yeah, and you like can breathe a little in it. Yeah, and so yeah. we were. I think we were even like, if this IUI doesn't work, yeah, like we know that IVF is our next step if yeah. we want to yeah. continue in this. And so um, we just we had even 
I say we, more him probably had more peace because yeah. everything has a dollar sign to it yeah. to him. Yeah, right. And so um, yeah. I just felt like, okay, like let's let's do this. It can't hurt. Yeah. Um, now in all of the three years in California and yeah. then, you know, the beginning of being here, um, IUI is a very, um, I, I said it earlier, it's like a raw, like, yeah. Like it's a disconnect. It takes yeah. intimacy out of yeah. your relationship. Yeah. Because you have a goal and that's to get pregnant. Right. And it's not then about pleasure. Right. Or about that or like connection. Connection, yeah. exactly. Um and so we had a lot of moments in those years, even though we were actually on the same page yeah. and like life was good and we were loving each yeah. other and building God's church. Yeah. Know, just all the things we really, I mean, we had to literally talk it out yeah. often because you kind of felt like you were using each other. Yeah. Because it yeah. was like, well, yeah, you're ovulating, but it, and these are weird things that you know too. It's like, you actually can't have sex. Like, they think you're supposed to have sex like rabbits, but yeah. you're like, you're not supposed no, to. You're yeah. actually, you need to like build up yep. and you should be having it every other day. Right. And it's like all these like technicalities and you're just like, whoa. Yeah. So then now your spouse is like, you're the baby maker. Yeah. And I need you for that and that alone. Yeah. And let's make sure that we do this on time and correctly. I desire my wife or hey, I desire my husband. So you've come through it. Let's break that down. Yeah. Um, you've come through the phase of being in Michigan where it was like hardly ever, you're not connected you're going through your thing where you're like, I don't even, like, this is just about you. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get pregnant. Then you get on the same page. You're in California. You're like in honeymoon mode. You love each other. You're intimate, right? Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Then you want to have a baby. And then now it's not fun again. Uh-huh. And you're having all these conversations like how, and what I love about what you said earlier was you weren't mature enough to have the conversations so I'm assuming, based on what you just shared, you've you've gone through some stuff, right? You've had the honeymoon phase. You've actually connected. Because I think mm-hmm. in Michigan, there wasn't a connection, Never. right? Then you go to California, you're in this honeymoon phase, and there's lots of connection in multiple areas of your relationship. Mm-hmm. And then now you move to Dallas, you know how to connect. You know how to be together. You know each other's hearts more intimately, mm-hmm. right? And even God more intimately, I would say. Yeah. Once y'all came here, that phase was like you had grown in the Lord mm-hmm. so much together and as individuals. And then here you are in this place now, and it's not about fun or pleasure or connection. And so you're saying like you had to have those conversations. Do you feel like the maturity was there at that point to like navigate them? And were you able to find your way back to connection? So, uh, I guess breaking it into two separate set. Yeah. Yeah. Questions. So, um, maturity was definitely there. Um, just because I feel like we'd been through a lot together Yeah, and, um, and it was, now for the first time something that we both were like longing for Mm. like I still didn't long to be a stay-at-home mom I didn't like long to lose my identity and just just being mom like Logan's mom but like I like I really wanted to be a mom like I wanted to um see a child that was the two of us yeah that's good Um, that's beautiful and so I actually really like had a, a very much a heart 
transplant because mm. I really actually wanted to be a mom. Yeah. And I wanted my husband to be able to be a dad. Yeah. And because we had such a um, connection and also just a new intimate level in yeah. our relationship, um, now we we were able to have these conversations yeah. of yeah. like, okay, even though we're going to do IUI here and even if we move forward with IVF, like we can't let that determine mm. our relationship That's and our into our intimate time together. That's and good. so we would talk yeah. we talk these things out. Yeah. If we were supposed to be, you know, like intercourse on this day and intercourse yeah. on that day, like we plan around it, but we'd make That's it good. fun. We're, like, we're having a meeting tonight. Yeah. Um, I love it. And so and it was kind of like, you know what? Like if we're supposed to get pregnant, like yeah. this is in God's hands ultimately. Right. And so yep. Like, we should have fun. Exactly. And then, like, that. if we get pregnant because we're on all these medications yeah. and whatnot, like, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And if we don't, yeah. then we'll talk. We'll, we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get yeah. there. Yeah. And so um, it, it was a different, like, doing IUI in in Texas with this fertility doctor specifically yeah. Um, and then where our minds were, where yeah. we were at, yeah. was totally different than That's California. Awesome. I love it. Um, and so it was, it was a, I think a beautiful, yeah, a beautiful um, short season because yeah. we didn't get pregnant. Yeah. Um, and then we decided to go IVF. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was just that. There's a lot of gearing up. Yeah. To even right. do to, to even IVF. do the IVF. Yeah. Um, that's, they educate you, they yeah. walk you through everything, yeah. they have calendars for you, they, yeah. the staff there was amazing. Um, that's awesome. I, yeah, I just, I feel like, and I know there was a second part of that question and I yeah. like said, no, I'm going to break no, it off. No, 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 that's good. Um, you, you answered it. You so, answered it. I mean, for me, um, going into IVF now, I, I wasn't skeptical, but I also was like, there's no guarantees here. Yeah. And they make that known to you. Yeah. Like, we have a success rate of da-da-da, yeah. and they give you the percentages, yeah. but we're also letting you know, like, we we don't have, yeah. like, the ability to make you, pre- like, yeah. to make the baby stay, to yeah. make you pregnant, to make you even yeah. have embryos. Yeah. So, there was a part of me that was skeptical in the mm. whole thing because I'm like, okay, Lord, like, if you want us to have a baby, like yeah. you're gonna make it happen, but yeah. um, I, I still was hopeful. Yeah. Um, in the process, um, but at the same time, it seemed like, and I know that everybody can relate to this. When you are looking for a new car and you see a car that you really like, mm. you've never seen it before. Yeah. But, but all of a sudden, all you of... see it everywhere. Yeah. 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 And that's exactly what it was because we wanted to have a baby mm. and we were actually very much desiring yeah. to start a family. Um, we weren't. And everybody yeah. else was. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was pregnant. Was. Even yeah. the people that didn't want to be pregnant yeah. or the people yeah. that were having their fifth baby and yeah. they were like, I don't Did know. Did not plan I'm... this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. And I would smile and grit my yeah. teeth and like, yeah. I genuinely wasn't. Yeah. Like genuinely was like, yeah. I freaking don't want to go to another baby shower. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to celebrate yeah. even though life is worth celebrating. Yeah. Like I don't want to celebrate yeah. with you. Yeah. Because... Yeah. You're getting what I deserve. Yeah. 
what yeah. I want. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't. And what I'm working really hard to have. And paying yeah. a lot of money. And sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. so it was just this like very frustrating moment pre yeah. even us yeah. doing the whole process of IVF yeah. that I was just like, God, like I would cry out to the Lord yeah. in just anger mm. um, of like, why them and not me? Yeah. Like, why are they more deserving? Yeah. We are financially stable, mm. very stable. We're in yeah. our 30s now. Yeah. Um, you know, we love the Lord. We love yeah. you. Yeah. We love each We're other. We're doing all the right things. Mm. Yeah. We have, yeah. I think, a very stable, healthy home yeah. to start a family. Um, and yet, it's not happening. Yeah. And so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, I, I had a many of ugly cry moments, which mm. you know me well enough <laughs> for all the years. I'm not an emotional, no. I'm not your typical girl. No, I'm not, not emotional. Yeah. I don't cry. Yeah. I'm, I have since. <laughs> um, but I <laughs> You've just softened. You've I softened have. a lot. I have. Yes. I'm, I'm very much just like, you cry in your own time. Yeah. You cry before the Lord because he's the only one that's going to do anything. Right. Um, I've that's just good, never Crystal. been a emotional roller coaster, yeah. even as a teenager. I yeah. just, I, I've looked at it as I've been very level-headed. Yeah. Um, which some people, some people say like, oh, you're hard-hearted or no. you, you, and I just, I'm like, that's fine. You can think that. You yeah. don't know me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I had some moments where I was just like, God, I... I don't understand. Yeah. I I'm singing worship songs and I'm like, mm. will you fail me? Well, you oh, have. That's good. And yeah. there were a lot of those yeah. where I was just reflecting on things yeah. that I was singing, but yet my heart was like, I don't believe this. Yeah. Um and that's those good. were my those were probably my dark moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. of just like, okay, yeah. we are at a place that we have to move forward with IVF. Yeah. Like that's how quote unquote bad it's gotten. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can't have a baby on our own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, why? Yeah. And yeah. so, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I think, <laughs> I think what's, what's so real about that is when you're facing this thing, right, that you want so badly, and I think anyone can relate, insert whatever thing it is that you're wanting in life in this scenario. It might not be infertility for others, you know, having a baby for for other people, but it might be um, to have a good marriage, right? Your marriage is barren. Your finances are barren. Um, Your friendships, you feel lonely. You feel depressed. You feel anxious, um, anxiety. And so I think like, again, going back to that whole concept of there being barrenness in your life. Now the barrenness is not within your marriage. Now it's the barrenness of we My want womb. a child. Yeah, yeah your womb. <laughs> um, and so I think like navigating through that, um, I see so many like hard and yet so many like beautiful things that have come out of it, right? Like mm-hmm. I have a friend that always says like, this is going to serve you well, right? And this whole journey has served you so well. Um, and served your marriage so well, even though, right, that doesn't negate the hard things, the dark moments, the awkward conversations, the awkward sex moments, the awkward doctor visits, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't negate that. However, um, as someone who's walked with you in life, like there's so much beauty that has come out of it, not just Logan, right? And I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about Logan here in a minute, but... Um, 
there's beauty that comes from it. Beauty from ashes. Absolutely. And I think um, what you guys have gained is not just a child. Mm. You so know, good. it's not just a child. And what you thought the life, right, the physical life that you were fighting for is actually not the only life that you were fighting for. It was you as an individual and you as a couple. Mm -hmm. And who you guys have become in that is incredible people, incredibly strong people, incredibly generous people, incredibly aware people of of others and their scenarios. Um, Compassion, kindness, like all those things have come out of this. But also one thing that I would love to speak over you is you guys have a relationship that ebbs and flows in a way that you would absolutely never have had if you hadn't have walked this in your story. Absolutely. And again, that is not to negate all of the ugliness of what you've had to experience mm-hmm. and the sorrow and the sadness. Yeah. Um, but I I can't help but say like it's only served you well. Yeah. And it's brought forth life in multiple aspects. Yeah. And I think that's just so incredible. But here's the thing. You've let it, right? Like, the thing is, is you didn't let it break you. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's incredible about that is you had many opportunities for it to break you and to live broken. Like, you could have stayed that little girl, right, in a single-parent home, a legalistic single-parent home, Mm -hmm. and stayed broken. Mm Mm-hmm. And allowed that to break your marriage, allowed that to break you as a person, allowed that to break other relationships, break the relationship with your mom. You know, like it could have, it could have caused a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you've allowed God to heal you. You've pressed into the hard moments with God, with your husband, with your friends. Um, and you've done the hard work, friend. And I think that a lot of times when we start going through things like IVF um, or insert anything that we have to do to try to get what we want we think we're owed something Mm -hmm. right because we're doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. and in reality there's so much that's actually being done that has nothing to do with the thing that you want Mm -hmm. um but what's awesome for your story is you did you guys did um have a baby so i want to hear about logan because okay. she's so freaking cute. <laughs> she's the sweetest little thing. And she's so cute. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I just, before I speak on Logan, I just yeah, want to say definitely. that we had a, what I would consider kind of a rough journey even doing IVF. Mm, yeah, you Which was unexpected. Yeah. And what my doctor said was a spontaneous pregnancy. Wow. Um, we found out I had a low ovarian reserve, which mm. is, yeah, definitely a problem in me. Yeah. Um, but you never know that until yeah. you're trying to have babies. Right, right. Um, and so we only had two embryos that were actually viable, viable embryos wow. from our the whole process. Wow. Um, someone my age should have 20. Wow. So we had two. Wow. Um, we did a embryo transfer which was delayed because I did get pregnant on my own naturally and wow. miscarried at mm-hmm. uh, about 12 weeks, yeah. Yeah. which was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it was um, heartbreaking But for all of us. I tried <laughs> to look at it and see, like, why God allowed that to happen. Yeah. And it was literally a, 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 to show me, I think, that 
he is a sustainer of life, that mm, he gives that's life. That's good, Crystal. That it has nothing to do with the doctor. That's good. Because um, I know that baby's in heaven. Yeah. Um, with mine. Yes. With all three of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I know that, I know that he allowed it to happen for a reason, um, but, you know, then that leaves us with a embryo transfer delayed which I was already kind of nervous about but we did it and it was unsuccessful and so we're like crap we have one embryo left like and I just was over there's a million shots you have to give yourself and just all the things hormones and um I just it was the beginning of the year and I said let's just take a break the rest of the year like let's enjoy our family let's enjoy vacation everything yeah. like traveling back to mission for the holidays yeah. like all of it because if we were doing IVF we would have to be at a million appointments yeah, yeah. um dr- lots of drugs and needles have yeah. to be traveled yeah. with and I just I don't want to do that yeah. and so um we did we took a year off okay. and um kind of a, a reset yeah um my yeah. health um reset um just yeah. getting back into like working out consistently full-time yeah. eating clean and healthy yeah. um and then we went into the embryo transfer the last and only transfer that we yeah. had um in february and we found out valentine's day that we were yeah successful pregnancy yeah. with logan yeah um and so it was quite a bumpy ride it was yeah. um and even my pregnancy i didn't enjoy it and yeah. i i say that not to that's not, not a slight on Logan. That's just real where you were. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because I was fearful in the back of my mind mm. that at any minute I was going to A, miscarry. Mm, yeah. Or B, that God was going to take the baby. Mm. Um, obviously, miscarriage. Facing, facing that question again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like, is this, like, God, is this from you? Yeah. Like, is this, I mean, I never once questioned IVF whatsoever. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Um, God gives us doctors um, in ways to, you know, get pregnant. Um, And I was going to do everything I could. Um, Obviously, we continued to faithfully pray. We continued to seek the Lord in it. Um, But it was just all these, like, moments of, like, should I be, I should be feeling the baby move more. Mm. And, like, is the baby okay? Very much so. Um, And so I really didn't get to enjoy my pregnancy Mm. because... I, I thought all along that, like, we would potentially not have yeah. a baby to hold in our arms. Yeah. And so um, my pregnancy was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I had an amazing pregnancy. Yeah. and I feel, But within yourself. But yeah. in myself, I just felt like something's not right. I'm yeah. like, and not being pregnant ever before, you yeah. don't know how you're supposed to feel right. or what's supposed right. to be normal This thing or that you've built up to have, now you haven't. You don't even know exactly what to expect yes. or how to navigate it or what you're going to feel. Or you're like, or yeah. even just like a, this is too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we had Logan um, almost four weeks early. Yeah. She was not growing. Yeah. We had to actually see a specialist because yeah. they were concerned that she that. was getting yeah. no... Um, nutrients from the placenta uh-huh. and it's pretty much what they ruled um mm-hmm. to be the case with the specialist and so um they told me on a, a wednesday appointment that i went in 
we're gonna have you come in on Tuesday the following week. So yeah, get your ducks in a row. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I still have wedding cakes to do. Um, <laughs> I remember you. So it was that. yeah, it was um, a little bit overwhelming, but yeah. at the same time, like in it all, I actually got to a place where I did sing songs in mm, my kitchen or at church, where I knew that like I I got to a place where. And this is even before we had Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Where I knew that God was good and I knew mm. that he had what was my very best interest out for me. Yeah. That he knew and saw the biggest picture of my life in his in his kingdom building in, yeah. in eternity. Um, and that he really did want what was best for me. That's that he... Good would never fail me. Yeah. Even though I felt like that at times because I didn't understand what he was doing through me. Yeah. And through this process. Yeah. Um I really a hundred percent think that your statement of just beauty can come from ashes yeah. is everything of my story. And mm. I would never take it back. Like yeah. the struggle and the heartache and the the I want to say even sleepless nights, but there were many yeah. where it's just like, is this going to take, is, am I doing everything right? Am yeah. I, you know, um, preparing my body? Yeah. I mean, all of that, it, it was, I can't even say terrible. It was just stressful. Yeah. But it made me, A, realize that you can give a doctor all the money mm. in the world. Yeah. But he's not your great physician. Yeah. He's not going to create life and yeah. sustain it within you and That's develop good, it Crystal. in you. Um, that you, it just, it, it, it birthed literally something mm. in me that was a I dependence on the Lord. Yeah. That I got to a place, and like I said, before we even had Logan, before we actually even did the second embryo transfer, yeah. I got to a place within that year of a break yeah. of just, God, like you're enough. Yeah. You created me to mm. be your child, to be yeah. a woman after your heart. Yeah. If I never have a baby. Yeah. Like that doesn't make me less of a woman. Yeah. It doesn't stop me from building your kingdom. Yeah. Um, like I'm yours ultimately. Your son was given for me, which was the ultimate sacrifice, and that is enough. That's good. And so it was this place of peace and freedom. That's good. That when we went into even the second transfer, um, that we prayed in the car before we went in even in, and I just said, you know what? Um, I told Jason, like, you just pray. Because, like, yeah. at that point, I was so emotional. I was, course, like, I'm yeah. like, these hormones, stupid hormones. <laughs> I'm not emotional. Um, and he just, like, you know what, God? Like, we know you're in control. And we know yeah. whatever the outcome, like, yeah, you've got us. That's right. And you know what's to come. Yeah. And we trust you. We trust yeah. that you are sovereign yeah. in all that happens. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we just pray that you guide the doctor's hands. Yeah. and. And so I, I had a full piece. Yeah. And I, probably when we found out that we were pregnant, yeah. I I didn't believe it. Right. And then, like I had shared earlier, like just yeah. all the aspects of being yeah. pregnant. I just couldn't believe that I was actually right. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention I barely looked like I was yeah, pregnant, which totally I was like, did. thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, we had, we had Logan in October. She was 
three weeks early and mm. poor little peanut she was <laughs> malnourished so in the womb um they my placenta was not actually feeding her accordingly wow. or correctly and yeah. so um which they find common in IVF patients yeah. um so I had an emergency c-section which nothing against a regular old vaginal birth but <laughs> I will promote the c-section <laughs> all day um oh, that's funny so yeah so yeah. i um had logan she was four pounds 12 ounces she was so and cute she was i was not expecting to have a preemie baby or yeah. what was considered preemie when it yeah. came to clothing yeah so we had to amazon prime we a lot had to of go things. shopping <laughs> i did not go shopping but <laughs> on um, the internet <laughs> <laughs> so it was really interesting but um she is yeah, I mean, she's such a joy. Yeah. Um, and I, she's just, whoever they are that yeah. say time flies and like yeah. time goes even faster when you have kids and just yeah. all the things, like they are so right. Yeah. Um, and she is, I mean, she's a year and a half now. She brings so much joy to our, yeah. our little family. She's so cute. And she is very independent yep and she's she's a good mix of the both of you she's just she's awesome that's great. um but you know there are times where i'm like it is hard being a mom yeah and i give so much credit slash like props to the moms that are stay-at-home moms yeah. that want to do that yeah even if they don't it's a full-time job it is yeah um yeah i don't for one second take it for granted yeah um it's exhausting yeah and there are moments where i'm like I don't want another baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, we've of course started talking about again. Yeah. And yeah. Um, try not to even like stress over it. Because yeah. once yeah. again, it's not in our hands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thought of another child is yeah. like, whoa, whoa, yeah. hold on, whoa. Yeah. And I think <laughs> um, that's a real topic too that a lot of people, there might be shame in talking about of like, we're good with one. We don't oh, want to have any more. So you know what I one. mean? Yes. And and I know that that'll be another podcast because um, I know that's that's a current discussion happening in the Sadler family. It is. Um, however, I think to even just be honest with I'm good with one. Like I think today I hope that gives some parents freedom. We were talking to some friends not too long ago and they were saying they, they do have one child and they were saying how nobody says it's okay to just have one. Like, it's always, when's the next one? Yeah, you're going to give them a sibling? Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's so sad that our society, like, immediately puts, like, the next expectation. Ugh. And so, like, I hope that listeners will take away so many things from what we've talked about today. Um, but one of them is just to, like, not put labels. And for us to not put labels on ourselves. Like, you've talked so much about labels that you put on yourself or things that you can find yourself in Mm -hmm. based on your life experience, based on your judgments, based on what's happened to you. And just that people will walk away knowing that um, ultimately, like even in your dark places, like beauty can come from ashes. Um, And then I love what you just shared. Like, I mean, we both just had tears in our eyes of just knowing that God was enough Mm -hmm. and that your husband was enough, that you were enough that life is fulfilled enough no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say um, that's what I hope this podcast does for people. I hope that they can find a place of knowing that life is enough no matter where they are 
in their journey, no matter where they are in their story of wanting to become parents or not wanting to become parents or whatever it might be, um, that they can genuinely know that life can be fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And to come to a place, no matter where they are in faith, no matter where they are in relationships, that they can come to a place of knowing that they're enough, that life is enough, and that there's goodness in spite of what we don't have. Mm -hmm. Um, And wow, to come to that place is really hard. Like You have to go through a whole lot, a whole lot of to actually get to that place no matter who you are and you've described that beautifully to us today but I man the the deepest part of my heart is that people will genuinely know that Mm -hmm. that no matter where they're barren like there can still be life there can still be life coming from it and if if Jason and I's story don't reflect anything else I pray to God that that's what people see from our story is that you can be enough, you are enough, mm-hmm. and life can be fulfilled enough, mm-hmm. um, even in our lack. And so I'm just so grateful that you've shared all that you've shared because um, you don't have to. You know, we can hide in our pain, we can hide in our stories, we can hide in the awkward, embarrassing, like um, I wasn't the best person in those moments. Like we can hide in all the things, we can even hide in the goodness of our lives. But today you like you brought authenticity and honesty and I'm just so grateful that you shared. Um is there anything else like if you could say anything else out of this conversation? Um what would you say to listeners today? That your story matters. Mm, that's good. You know I love that. Yeah. I <laughs> I, I started actually mentoring young women mm, that, that are walking through infertility. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been such a blessing to myself and them. Yeah. Um, probably me more than them. But, <laughs> of course, um, it always is. But I think it's just God's given you your specific story. He's, yeah. And he's given it to you not to keep to yourself, but to share. And so... Yeah. Um, even in the things that you feel shameful for or whatever, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it's part of your story and, and it's so important. Um, there's so much freedom because when you walk through specifically infertility and obviously this could pertain to any, any situation, you feel like you're the only one going through it. Yeah. It's so isolating. It's very isolating. You feel like, oh my gosh, no one will understand. And I've just... I mean, I've been able to just share what's happened in my life and be very real, raw, vulnerable with other, you know, women, younger girls that really desire to have children and can't, and they don't know that, they don't feel that they can talk to anybody in their um, circle of influence because those people aren't going through it, which in all reality, they may be, but no one's talking Talking about it. And so, um, right there. So I just, that, I mean, that would be my little nugget of yeah. like, don't hide your story. Yeah. Like your story is so important. Somebody needs to hear your yeah, story. Yeah, that's right. Um, also why I agreed to do this. Yeah. I mean, you're a good friend of mine, but um, <laughs> I just like, even in the me being ugly and like silly and in sin and, mm-hmm. you know, believing yeah. lies, like even in all of the things, like I feel that my story is so important to yeah. share my journey's not going right. to look like everybody else's. Right. 
Um, but the key, I think the key factor is that as Bonnie Ruth just wrapped up, um, just saying that, you know, beauty comes from ashes yeah, and we're enough. That's right. Um, that's right. And so I don't know that some of these girls that I'm, you know, continuing to mentor have mentored that they would even have gotten to that place. Yeah. Or maybe they would have, and it would have just ha- taken them longer. Longer, yeah. Um, or good. maybe they would have continued in their brokenness. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but sharing mm. your story is just, it's so, so important. And yeah. it's so powerful. That's so. good. I love that. And I mean, listeners will hear me say it all the time. Every story matters. And I'm so grateful that you shared yours today. I love you. Love I'm you. so, so proud of who you are today. And... I'm grateful that I've been on the journey with you. I love you and Jason. I love Lo. And there's so much goodness even yet to come for you guys. It has been such an honor and a blast of one of my very good friends, Crystal Sadler. We hope you'll join us on the next episode of Barren Not Broken. So thank you for being with me. Thank you guys for listening today. I hope that you've taken away some good nuggets to um, just walk through life, walk through your own story. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much.